coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. All right. Hey, guys. Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. He's over here. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Uh, so, uh, okay. what is it? It's Monday. So going on? We got so much shit going on this night. But this, this is going to be like the most action-packed podcast ever. I mean, not just our most action-packed one. The most action-packed podcast ever in the whole world. It's a tall order. Uh, we're we're going to handle that. And uh, if it wasn't so late, I'd be taking some Sudafed. But since it's late, I'm not going to. Yeah, our schedule is all off. So this is, uh, yeah, you might be able to tell we're not in the studio today. Oh, no, we're not. But we're still doing this because we're reaching out to all of our people. And they want to know what the shit's going on. And we're going to tell you right now. There's a lot First going of all, on. There's, a, there's too much going on. It's, it's making my head spin. So, first but, of all, okay. we didn't watch the fights together because you were out of town. Uh, I don't know where you Where were you, John? Santa Monica. I was in Santa Monica uh, with my beautiful wife, just taking a little uh, relaxation. And uh, we just went down there for a couple of days and uh, we went and watched the fights at Cabo Cantina. Cabo, Can- Cabo Cantina in the Promenade Center. Great place. Great place. Cool. All right. So you guys got to see all the fights. We saw, it's actually, they played, first of all, they didn't even charge uh, any admission, and it was a pay-per-view. So that was good. But then they also, as a favor to me, put it on the Bellator, too. So we had the Bellator and the UFC and Lomachenko. It was all three fights. It was like, and we ate dinner there. All right, so you've seen it all. I'm like, yeah, I, I yeah, that was that was one of the best nights of uh, uh, combat sports I've ever watched. So it was, your it was trip to fun. to Santa Monica was all good. It was all good. It was all good. It was it was action packed. Uh, almost got jumped a couple times, but my wife. And some nice people, they had my back. What happened? To, to be honest. <laughs> what, well, the one time, the one, there was, a, there was a guy in the street. And he was walking in the street. And he was, like, yelling at this guy that I could see walking on the sidewalk. But this other guy was walking in the street yelling, come back here, white boy. I'm going to kill you, white boy. And the other guy, the, the guy on the sidewalk was kind of walking fast, like, what the hell? So I'm kind of walking with Heather. We're kind of having a good time. But that guy is in the street, and he, the cars are swerving and shit. And, and um, he said, where's that damn white boy? I said, well, he's still walking down there. And he goes, well, thanks a lot. And he keeps walking and walking. But then me and my wife are like, we got to this one cross, and I, and I noticed the guy almost got hit by a car. 
And I felt bad for him. So I said, bro, you need to get out of the fucking street. You're going to get hit by a car. And then all of a sudden, like, all of his rage turned to me. And he, like, looked at me. He said, you're the white fucking devil. And he, like, came at me in, like, kind of aggressive, aggressive manner. And I just kind of took a step back. I was like, bro, don't hurt me. Okay, just don't hurt me. And, and I was kind of half laughing because I didn't want to hurt this poor guy, but he, he just had a kind of weird affect and he looked kind of unstable and, and, and out of control. So I'm like, bro, don't hurt me. I'm, I'm warning you, do not hurt me. And uh, my wife's over there laughing like she thinks it's a joke. This guy could have had like an ice pick or something. And I'm like, back off, bro, do not hurt me. I'm telling you right now. And then all of a sudden, like, cars are driving by, videoing it, and people are starting to, like, gather because they think something's going on. And I'm just standing there like, do not hurt me. I do not want to get hurt today. Do not hurt me. And, and then some guy comes in with his wife, and they're like, leave him alone. And, 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 and Heather's laughing so hard, that guy that's attacking me looks at her and says, shut the fuck up, blue-eyed devil. Shut the fuck up. And it was like, I didn't know what to do. I just, it was, to me, it was humorous because a lot of bad things could have happened. But maybe I just, I'm self-confident enough to know that in that particular instant, nothing bad was going to happen to me, except I'm going to have to hurt someone and go to jail. But I wasn't in fear. I was kind of amused by the guy. And I shouldn't have been, but I, I didn't take it as seriously and I thought about that after the fact. I should have took it more seriously because he could have done some damage. Or there was people around, too, that I didn't know that might have done some damage. Um, you know, it could have been a racial thing because everyone around was black and he was black. Um, but, nothing, I mean, I just thought it was a joke. So I was like, do not hurt me. Just don't hurt me. And, it, I, you know, if he came into my – it came too close to me, I'm not going to risk it. I would, you know, I would be able to defend myself. But then this guy steps in the middle. He takes off his glasses. I already have my slippers off. He goes, put your slippers back on and get out of here, man. I, I don't want you to get hurt by this guy. I go, okay. <laughs> so he basically came between us and told him, leave him alone. And I just kind of walked away with my wife. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was, it was interesting to see after the fact, when it all came into, like, I, I realized, number one, I felt so calm. I'm, I'm happy I'm training the way I do and I feel strong the way I do because, I mean, I wasn't intimidated or nervous. I just felt like it was this guy was going to get hurt and I didn't want him to, but I knew I wasn't going to. And then it, it, it really made me happy because there's people around that were there. And if, if I was a little weak guy that can't fight, they, they would have protected me and that made me feel really good. Because they were willing to step in between me and that guy. And they don't know who I am or if I can fight or not. They know I have, They didn't even know why I had my slippers off. All they knew was there was somebody that needed help. And they came in there and they're like, you go, go. I'm, I'm, I'll watch your back, man. This guy's going to leave you alone. And, and they helped me. And I felt, so it was like, it was kind of a, a, a mixed thing. Like I should have taken it more serious. It could have been bad. But I felt happy that I was so confident, and I felt really happy that there's people out there that that would have helped me. So, so you it, think was, it was kind of weird. Some mental illness there, or what? Yeah, he was he was he was a wacko. Um, 
I don't know what his trip was. He seemed like when he came at me, he came at me like he was trying to be aggressive. But I took a step back. I took off my slippers and I read his body language that he wasn't a threat. He might have had a weapon. He might have, you know, he might have been one. But I've been in enough altercations to realize this guy wasn't going to be able to hurt me. He didn't know. And it didn't really intimidate me. And I, I shouldn't have made, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have taken it so lightly, but I did. And, and Heather, Heather was, couldn't stop laughing. Even one of the people standing around goes, why are you laughing? And she was like, I don't know. It's funny. But, um, so I don't know. We got out of that. And then the next day we go to the fights and I'm waiting in the bathroom because there's a line of people at the bathroom in this, in this sports bar and one at a time can go in. And then all of a sudden, so two girls go into the bathroom I'm waiting for. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I time them. Like seven minutes later, I, and I hear them laughing and goofing around in there. You know, I knock on the door. I say, hurry the fuck up, please. And then this girl comes out with like an attitude. Like, like uh, and she goes, who the fuck just knocked on the door? And I said, I did. Uh, I want to go back and watch the fight. She goes, who the fuck you think you are? I go, shut the fuck up and get out of here. And I went in the bathroom. And I used the bathroom, and I came back out, and she was gone, so I was happy. So I started walking in the bar, and I see across the bar, she's storming back over there, and she has two guys with her that are, like, Great. you know, walking with her. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I just want to go back and watch the fights. <laughs> so she comes back up in my face and goes, what do you guys want? And I looked at the guy, and he looked at me, and he, like, said something to his friend. And they, like, turned around and walked away. And she was like, hey, what, hey. And then she, she, like, so, like, she lost her backup. And so she turns around and walks away. I was like, so I walk back up the stairs, and I'm sitting there watching the fights. And then the two bouncers come up, and they go, hey, come over here, would you? And they, so they took me outside, and they're like, ask me what happened. And I told them, and they go, really? She, she had a different story. You know, she said you had threatened her, and you – you know, you were being aggressive with her. And I go, no, I just wanted to get out of the bathroom. So I go back and watch the fights. They go, really? Shit, all right. And I go back up and watch the fights. And they kicked her out. So. Okay. That so one did it well. A little action. I mean, two little things that kind of got my uh, adrenaline up a little bit. But it, all in all, it was a great fight. Then after we went home to our hotel room, which was beautiful. I'm telling you, the seashore on... On uh, it on uh, Main Street, it doesn't really look like a fancy place. It's a motel, not a hotel. It's a motel, but the rooms are spacious. You know, there's a balcony where you can drink your coffee and stuff, and look at all the crazies. Really big room. The the the, the deluxe room was huge, and I don't know. It's a really good place, and there's free parking, which is not that common for down there. So. Uh, so we went back, and then Heather, my beautiful wife, she had a couple extra beers up in the bar, and she wanted to see me drunk. So she, like, was pouring me bourbon to try to get me drunk, and, uh, yeah, it was... Sounds like, just, let, sounds like put, you guys didn't put take the boys. Place. What? It sounds like you guys didn't take the boys down there. No, we didn't take them. I tried to bribe them with dishwashing. I was going to do the dishes for them. For two extra weeks, but but they still wouldn't come. <laughs> well, so you had fun, they went, sort of. Yes, we had a, so much fun. It, I love that trip, but uh, yeah, so it was a good trip, and I got to watch 
Lomachensky. Wait, Lomachensko. Bellator 199 this guy was tough as shit. I've seen Lomachenko fight a bunch of times. I've never seen anyone outpower him like that. Um, he dropped him in the second or third round, Lomachenko. He dropped Lomachenko. I don't think Lomachenko's ever been dropped before. But then Lomachenko just kept up his movement, and he wasn't hurt. He got kind of, it was just, he, he sat him on his ass with a straight left hand. Or straight right hand. Lemonchenko got back up and just his footwork and his head work and his and his his hand speed. He just weared on the guy, weared on the guy, weared on the guy. Then he threw a right hand to the liver, and in the I think it was the ninth round, fight was done. He won his third title. You look at his face after his fights; looks like he's never even been in a fight. He is the best. I think. I think he's the best boxer of all times. I think he is. He's not my favorite fighter because I like the sluggers. I like the Tyson, the Marciano, the uh, you know the Pipino Cuevas. I like the sluggers. They might not be the best. Mike Tyson was one of the best because his punching power. But I like sluggers better. I just like to watch them better. Um, but as as just objectively, I feel Lomachenko is the best boxer ever. Of all times. What, 400 amateur fights, two gold medals in two different Olympics. He won his world title in, what, his second or third fight? I mean, pro fight. He's amazing. So, um, anyway, if you guys got to see that one, uh, it's just, he's like the Matrix. He makes people quit. This guy, I thought he just quit. He didn't want to get up. But then when I, you saw the replay... He got tagged in the liver pretty hard. I don't, I don't blame him. He did try to get up. But when you get hit that hard in the liver, you just can't. So it was a really good fight. And then uh, did you watch uh, Bellator? Yeah, I watched some of it. I saw the – I watched pretty much all of it. But I saw um, that Aaron Pico kid that you were talking about last week. I watched him fight. I wanted to see that one. He fought Lee Morrison. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty good. Yeah. That was uh, – it's, he defeated him pretty quick, but um, there's a body shot. He dropped him with a body shot into the liver. Another liver shot, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, I think Pico is going to go all the way, probably hit the UFC and go all the way. But and one thing I like that's I like about the Bellator that UFC doesn't do, but then when you, when, when you watch it, you realize, I mean, they're not fighting the top guys. You know, like when you're coming up in the UFC, they're going to put you up against somebody with your same experience. Right. And your same, your same credentials. So you're not going to, they don't overmatch you. Like if you came in with like 4-0 and you're like red hot, like Pico, they'll put you with another guy that's 4-0 and red hot. Bellator doesn't do that like the UFC. And I like the fact that they don't do it. They build up their guys. So this guy, whatever Morrison, 
I mean, his last four wins were against guys who were like four and 40 or something. Some kind of crazy tomato cans. I'm not saying he is. In fact, he was pretty tough. He was more of a journeyman. His record was like 18 and 9. So he was a journeyman, but he'd been beating tomato cans. Pico is a rising star, so they give him journeymen as opposed to other rising stars. And I like that. Hey, what's up? Um, she ran and away. I like that. But <laughs> I, know, I don't mind. Um, so I like that. They gave him a guy that, you know, that he's supposed to be. And, and he did. And so he's right on the path to, to rising. Sometimes when you overmatch your rising guy, then your rising guy, he, he doesn't meet his full potential because they quell it or thwart it. I don't know, call it or thwart it. I don't know, but I think, I think that's right. When you, any sport, if you're playing against people that aren't as good as you, you don't get better. No, you don't get better, but if they keep throwing you, if they keep throwing you above you or right to you, and every, every game is, is a knockdown, dragout game, sometimes you're not going to quite make your potential Sometimes you're, it's going to make you, you rise even faster and harder. But sometimes, like if you look at uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, he was like one of the, I mean, amateur fighter, 350 amateur fights. You know, he, I mean, he could have fought anyone as a pro. They could have thrown, like Lomachenko, they threw him in for a title fight in his first fight. But like for the first 10 fights of, of Sugar Ray Leonard, they were against, journeyman and tomato cans to build him up because they know he's good. He's not going to get worse doing that. And then, boom, then he's ready. They throw him to the, the big leagues. It's like a minor league baseball player. There's minors and majors. There's just not majors. If there was just majors, then there'd be a lot less baseball players making it, right? Because some people need the minors to step up into the majors. That's yeah. what I, I think. Yeah, I, think I, do, I do think playing tougher competition helps in sports, though. But fighting might be a little different when your tougher competition's hurting you. But yeah. I, I think you need it. It's I, a little I, different. Yeah, it's a little different. But anyway, if they're giving Pico easy fights, he's not going to really show what he can do until he's fighting someone. No. No, and with that said, I don't think they're giving him easy fight. I don't think this was an easy fight for him at all. But... It would have been a tougher fight for him if he was in the UFC as opposed to Bellator. What I get out of that fight, though, was you could see how devastating a shot to the liver is in that fight. You don't have to watch. You only have to watch him get it. (laughs) It was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think Pico is definitely uh, UFC and even UFC champion bound. I think he has all the pedigree, and I mean he's the AKA AKA recruits the best wrestlers on the planet and they train them right and they develop them right. And I, I don't know. I, it, to me, it's, 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 to me, it's a great camp and a great management. I think it's the best management uh, out there. Zinkin, I think is the best MMA manager there is. Any other fights on the Bellator but, card that were interesting to you? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought the, uh, yeah, I that that wasn't much of a fight. That was kind of a that was kind of a, yeah, not really a good fight. I didn't think, but a good matchup. But 
Um, I thought pay off Paul Daly, John Fitch was a very interesting matchup, and I thought it was a great uh, – I didn't think it was a great fight, but it was a great performance by, by John Fitch. I think he did everything he had to do to win, um, <clears throat> and I think he looked great doing it his way. It made for a really boring fight, um, and 99% of the time I'm yelling, stand him up, ref, stand him up. But in this fight, I would be like, keep him down, keep him down, because that would be the only way Fitch was going to win, and he knew it. And he, he, he followed his game plan, and he stayed disciplined, and he won the fight. So he didn't just lay on top of him, per se. You know, he was getting punches in, and he got a lot of punches in. I don't know the punch count, but there was a lot of punches to the face uh, that weren't blocked. So... It wasn't the best fight to watch. It, was, it wasn't going to make fight of the... It wasn't even fight of the fight. So that's, that's how boring it was. It, was like, it wasn't fight of the night. It wasn't fight of the week, fight of the year. No, none of those. It was not even the fight of the fight. So that's how boring it was. But, but with that said, I think uh, John Fitch did a great job doing what he had to do, controlling... Uh, Paul Daly, and I think I think he's gonna move up the ladder now. And then the main event, uh, it only lasted 15 seconds. Um, so this was part of the Ryan heavyweight Bader. Grand Prix. It was Ryan Bader and yeah, which is King Mo. You got a light heavy. You got a light heavyweight against the middleweight in a heavyweight title. So it, I mean, it's kind of crazy. But Ryan Bader faked the jab to the body and turned it into a hook, left hook to the face. Knocked out uh, King Mo in the first round. Um, nothing taken away from Ryan Bader. He's only getting better and better. I think he's gonna. He has a huge good chance of winning that uh, winning that uh, tournament. I think he's he's a little small. He's a light heavyweight, but I think he's a big light heavyweight. And um, the only defense I have um, for this loss for. Uh, King Mo is King Mo could be a middleweight. King Mo walks around at like 202. Most light heavyweights walk around 225, 230. King Mo could make middle uh, middleweight, but for some reason he's been fighting heavyweight and light heavyweight. So I think he needs to move down, and I think he's going to be very, very, very hard to stop. Yeah, but as far as the fight went, it wasn't. Uh... A bunch of them were over seconds. in the first round in a Bellator fight. So fifteen seconds. Yeah, it was. So, pretty, but that one was pretty. I good. think Ryan Bader showed a lot. He's made tons of improvements. He was mainly a, a wrestler, but his striking is becoming very good, um, and his wrestling will always be good. So, um, like I said, I thought the Pico fight was just interesting, just from the liver shot and the anatomy perspective. Your liver is yeah, such a big target. I mean, your other yeah. organs would probably hurt just as much. They're just not as big of a target as your liver. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the spleen's on the other side. It's the same anatomy, but reversed. Kidneys are protected in a different way. We get hit in the kidneys all the time, but they're protected in a different way. Um, yeah, and I can, the only organs, you know, your GI tract down there. Um, I'm talking about like a, so yeah, solid, a solid organ. I think your spleen, your spleen's a lot smaller, and it's also protected a little more posteriorly, more a little yeah. more towards the back. But your liver is right. right on the side, and yeah, that's uh, right there. And it's a huge, two target. big, 
It's a huge target. Two big knockouts. Two big knockouts. That one and uh, and the Lomachenko. Unbelievable. Yeah, he just dropped his guy the same way. That was a body shot, too. I didn't see that one. Yeah, he's a southpaw, so he threw his left to the liver with his, you know, his backside and caught the guy just right, and he just dropped, too. So, yeah, so Pico, I think, is going to be a champion. Um, I think uh, Paul Daly is, is really good. He hits hard, but he needs to be a little more multidimensional, work on his takedown defense. Like, he was complaining, and I understand how boring it is if someone's laying on you and just waiting for the referee to stand him up, but he wasn't just laying on him. He was actually punching him. So instead of yelling, he needs to get back to the gym and work on his takedown defense and his getting up off the bottom, and, and then that won't happen, or else everybody is going to do that to him. So, But anyway, all right, UFC 224. Great, great, great night of fights that that card wasn't really that great um the main event uh we're going to talk about that one pretty heavy but yeah, let's uh, talk about that one last <laughs> that one. okay what's this what's the semi-main well the first the first event i liked it was the the first one on the main card was the vitor belfort and Leota machida the oh. dragon okay so oh, that was the first oh. fight um I don't know. That Mark Goddard was a ref in that one, and uh, such a good ref. That was just a he's, straight he's, up he, kick right up the middle. He's gonna be, and, yeah, and you know, um, that's the second time that Vitor Belfort's been knocked out with that same kick. He got, yeah, he got that same kick a while ago from uh, what's his name, Silva, Anderson. Yeah, yeah and same exact, and, kick. same knockout, same exact kick. Yeah, same thing. Um, and then Leota Machida knocked out Randy Couture with that same kick. I think um, Anderson Silva might have kicked him with his front leg. I, what, did, me, did Machida kick him with his back leg? I think he did. But yeah, anyway, it was a front kick. It was a front kick right front into his kick chin. To the chin. Yeah, and so watching that not... chin, Yeah, that's twice. But watching that in slow motion was just brutal. That... It just rocked his head and instantly put him out. And that's twice for Belfort with that same kick. It's pretty. That's pretty rare, it's isn't quite, it? Anyway, it's pretty rare to get knocked out that way. And it's rare because it's kind of a weird combination too. Because Leota's done it twice to two separate opponents, and Vitor's had it done twice to him by two separate opponents. And then who? What else is there? Is that? It? Are there are other. I don't know. There's probably other times it's happened, but. Oh, um, yeah. There's, there's big, been a couple. Those were high-profile fights, though. Huge fights. And, and, and Leota is such a class act. It's, it's just... Um, and so is Vitor. You can't... You could not... You could not say any negative... only thing about Vitor you could say was... Um, a lot of drama in his life. And he, he... He was... But nothing negative, like, towards people. He's never... He's, he's never shown anything... Thing but total class, and so is Leota Machida. So these two guys fighting together were unbelievable, unbelievable warriors. I think Vitor's been fighting in the UFC since he was like fucking seventeen or something crazy. He's been there for a long time. He's not that old, I don't think. He's almost. Is he? He's thirty nine or forty. He's right around. Okay, there. he's forty. Yeah, he's like forty one, but he's been in the UFC for. 
21 years. He's been in since he was 19. He was like at UFC 15 or something. I mean, like a long time ago. 12 or something, yeah. So, um, uh, so we got that, and then Leota first round, so not much there. And then we got John Lineker, who's just like, he's a little fire plug that just comes forward like a, he's like, he's like a Tasmanian devil just swinging. Uh, great takedown defense. He has good takedowns, but he just has, he's energy, so much energy. Um, and then in the, I think the third round, he stepped in with a hard right to the body and a left hook to the head. You know that one we go down low and then come with a chopping hook? He did it a bunch of times to him and he got him. He caught him with the last one. He got him and he, he went down. Yeah. So it was a beautiful, beautiful. Another thing we talk about a lot in class that uh, the guy made a mistake. He spun into an elbow, but did one of these high elbows, and Lineker grabbed, got under him and got his back. So I think that was interesting to watch too. But, but Lineker, this guy Brian Keller uh, is tough as nails, and he's good as shit. He just, he was, it was a good matchup. It was a good, it's probably fight of the night, I would that think. That was a great fight. I thought, yeah. I think it was fight of the night, maybe. What was fight of the night? I don't know. I don't know which one it was. But it was a good fight. Yeah, yeah so I don't Lenniker think, actually, won I don't think they got anything. Okay. I think it was, that was the... That was too bad. Jacare Gastelum won, some, won something. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, I thought the I thought that knockout was pretty good, that John Lineker. Where yeah. is he from? Do you know where yeah. John Lineker's from? He's Brazil. He's Brazilian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was good. And also, you know what? The one thing we didn't talk about in the last fight, the Belfort Machida fight, is is Leona knocked him out, and then he just bowed and got on his knees. Most of these guys jump around. They jump on the cage like they're not supposed to. They go nuts. I don't know. I kind of, what Machida did, I mean, he looked like he hurt the guy, and he was very respectful. He bowed. Did you watch this? He he bowed and then got yeah. on his knees and kneeled and waited for his opponent to wake up. Almost. It was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was impressive. I thought that was. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was more than impressive. It was because if you realize the amount of adrenaline after a knockout, any knockout, but especially a kick knockout to the head, the adrenaline. You just your head wants to explode. And most guys at least celebrate a little and then go back. And they, most guys, almost all the guys, they celebrate just because it, it, it just explodes. But then they go back and want, they want to check their opponent right away. Almost right. everyone does that. But he didn't even do that. He was so focused on his opponent and there was such respect, he went right to his knees and he almost started crying. He was worried about his opponent. You could tell he was genuinely worried. It wasn't an act. He wasn't trying to play any. He was genuinely worried about his opponent, and that is what a true martial artist is about. So, and it was I love the fact it wasn't a, a lot of fighters. You're right. You see that where they hurt the person, they're excited, they run around, and then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I should go check on them." And that wasn't at all what he and, did. Leoto's been around, and that he, shows a lot of class too. They both show a lot of class, but you. You can just tell his his Bushido is like more than most. I mean, he has unbelievable Bushido, and that was I love him even more than I've loved him, and I've, I've loved him for a long time. Um, 
I know him, and he's a great guy. But I'm even a bigger fan now. So just thing. the picture of seeing Leota bowing and Belfort just yeah. on his back. I don't know. That was a pretty powerful picture. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. It's a great part of martial arts and a terrible part of martial arts at the, all at the same time because the guy gets his brutal yeah. knockout, which is just terrible. And then it, yeah. just showing all the respect, which is such, such a good part of the sport that I really like. So, um, so I, I thought that fight was cool just for the ending. Um, all right, the next fight was uh, Dern and Cooper. There was a lot of talk about this fight before it actually happened. What was your take on all this? So Mackenzie Dern, they're fighting at one, well, supposed to be fighting at 115. 115. And she, she was eight in pounds of weight. weight class. Wait, yeah, she was eight pounds of weight. Because the next weight class is 125. Well, she was eight pounds out of over. She was 123. <laughs> yeah, it's it was crazy. One time, yeah, she's like, no, that's not the first time she's done it. I mean, she's, I mean, I, Amanda Cooper, I, I would have, yeah, she should have gotten a bigger cut of the purse or not even taken it. The UFC should have just said, no, go find a 125er and just, they should have pulled that fight, but it was on the main card and they couldn't. And 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 Mackenzie or Amanda uh, agreed to take it, so it wasn't much of a fight. And it didn't mean to me that fight didn't mean anything because she wasn't even the same weight class. So let's move on to the next one: Ronaldo Souza, Shaka Ray. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, against Kevin Gastelum. So, uh, when did this end? Yeah. This ended in round three? Yeah, so. Was uh, that? Well, yeah, it went three rounds. It was a decision. Yeah. Oh, it was a yeah, decision. Um, for oh, that's right. Yeah, it was It was actually a split decision. Yeah, yeah. Doc Ray got one of, the, one of them, one of the judges. So, split yeah. decision. Well, I don't, do I you think, think the decision was the right decision? Uh, yeah, I could have gone either way, but I, I, um, if, I mean, I was more towards Gaslam, even though I was really shocked in, in how fast both of them gassed. I did not understand that. I mean, I know fighting and I've been in there and I know it's tiring and I don't sit in the, on the, on the, you know, in my, in my couch and just say, eh, those guys should be in top of shape. I, I know how tiring it is. But I also know how well conditioned they are, and they weren't—they didn't look like they usually do. And it wasn't altitude, which can explain a lot of times. They both looked prematurely gassed, um, and they both were gassed more than they usually are, or or more than a usual fighter is. And I, I was shocked. I mean, they just didn't—they didn't have, for whatever reason, it didn't seem like they had the conditioning. That they usually have. I'm not putting them down. They both fought really hard. They put a lot of heart into it. But I didn't expect either one of them, much less both of them, to get as tired as they did. You know, as fast as they did. I think after the first round, they already were different. They were different in the second and the third. Well, Jacare for sure. He he seemed more affected. And I don't know if it was from strikes he took to the head or from what. But he seemed way more tired than... Kevin Gaston to me. Yeah, to me, they both look exactly the same and yeah. exactly way more tired than they usually do. Um, but, I mean, Gaston spent a lot of energy getting off the bottom, 
uh, Rolando or Jacare took a lot of uh, punishment. Um, so, but they both got more tired. So to me, it wasn't that good of a fight because of that, because they were just like, <sighs> I mean, so it was like a slugfest, and that was good. But I thought there was going to be more, more energy in that fight. But they're still, I mean, they're two of the highest level guys at their weight class. So maybe they just were not a good for the viewers. Maybe they just weren't the best match for the viewers because their styles might have not matched just right. Like Forrest Whitaker or Forrest Whitaker. Forrest, uh, uh, Forrest and, uh, and Stefan. Stefan. Remember that? That was like the fight of the century. And those two guys against a lot of people didn't look as great as um, as they did against each other. So, I don't know. Not, kind of like Mickey Ward, Arturo Gatti type thing. I don't think Rolando, uh, Jacare, Kevin put on... I don't think the match was good. Maybe their their skills nullified each other's skills and it just didn't, wasn't the best fight. But they're two of the greatest fighters in their weight class without a doubt. They're both in the top five and they'll both be back. So... Oh, that was good. Then Amanda Nunez. Yep, and Raquel Pennington. Against Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky. So this was an interesting Rocky. fight for how it ended. Um, but it ended in the fifth round by knockout or whatever, TKO. But the, going into the fifth round, she went into the corner and told her corner, I'm done. Raquel, she said, I'm done. I'm done fighting. And her, her corner, I don't know what you would have done in this situation, but her corner's like, no, you got one round left. Like, you got this in you. Get back out there. And then she got destroyed. So you can always go back in retrospect and look back and go, oh, they should have pulled, they should have taken her out of the fight. She didn't want to fight. Or she could have won, and then you go back in retrospect and be like, oh, isn't it great that their corner kept her in there? So she could have quit at any time if she wanted yeah. to quit. What'd you, what you? What was your take on that? Yeah, uh, I see both sides, but I think it's not just the beating that she was taking, but the kind of beating. And I don't think I think she's taking a painful beating, a uh, broken nose, a cut, maybe two, and that's definitely a painful leg. But I didn't see her getting like this pounded and rocked and, and almost knocked out and dazed. I didn't see that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt to me is much more dangerous. Um, concussion kind of hurt than cuts, bruises, broken noses, etc. To me, that's what you signed up for in fighting. You want to be a fighter? That's what you signed up for. Once you start getting dizzy and dazed and, and, and you know, unconscious or semi-conscious or whatever, I'm stopping the fight no matter what. But I think she had enough wherewithal to come back and just basically tell her corner, I'm in too much pain right now. Everything hurts. I want to quit. With that said, she could have gone out the next round and went one. She could have gone out the next round and got killed. Anything could have happened. But with the injuries that she had, I personally would have stopped it. But that's not the right move. I think, I think, it's a smarter move to try to get her to go back and motivate her to fight a little more 
And she got stopped with two and a half minutes to go, as opposed to quitting in her corner. I think she fought for a title in the biggest arena in MMA, the UFC, for a world title in her weight class. And I think quitting in the corner would haunt her for the rest of her life, as opposed to going out on her shield like she did. Like I said, if she got dropped a bunch of times and she was kind of out of it, and I thought there was anything going on in the brain, then that's one thing. But I think going out with the broken nose, a cut, and a sore leg, I think she's going to be better off in the long run uh, going out there and, and having the referee stop it. Yeah. So that's how I feel and about that. And she was also fighting back. It wasn't a one-sided. Yeah. She was, she was, she yeah. was connecting against Amanda. It wasn't very effective, but she was fighting back, and she was being aggressive, and she was pushing the fight forward when she could. So yeah. it wasn't like it was a one-sided beatdown. No. And so, like, I would have personally stopped it. But that's, I don't think that was the best move. I think as a trainer, I have some, some real faults, and that's one of them in the corner. And I think, uh, I think the corner did the right thing. She says it, and so does her fiancé say it. So her fiancé and her both agreed that was the right call. We're going to feel better about it moving forward as we, than we would have if we quit in the corner. So she would have felt better for that minute like when you want to eat that ice cream or you want to not work out or you not you, you don't want to study for your test, she might have felt better that, that minute, but that quitting in the corner will haunt you for the rest of your fucking life and the rest of your career. But not just the career. More importantly, that will always have been in her head. Right now, she could say, I went out fucking on my shield. And so she I went think out, it was a good She call. tried to fight in that last round. She tried. She got overwhelmed, yeah. but she tried. Yeah. So, bang. That's um, I mean, those two girls are the best out there at that weight class. And yeah, Amanda is just she's a different kind of beast, and and uh, she's such a sweetheart too. I mean, the 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 class that they showed to each other, their camps. Uh, it was it was the ultimate in class all the way around. Amanda Nunez is like if you if you meet a, a Amanda Nunez at a at a bar, a sports bar, and start talking to her, she's like the funniest, most just outgoing, funny person with just such a sweet personality. And you would never say, "What you're a fighter? What?" So I mean, and and Raquel and and, and her her fiance are the same. Um, just such nice. Her her fiance just got her uh, just got her master's degree, um, and she's a sharp cookie. And she she trained at U uh, AT and T. That's how I know her. Um, but um, she changed camps because of you know because of you know her girlfriend. And she knew she'd be fighting Amanda and stuff. So anyway, great fight, great show of class. Um, that just the whole. There's pictures of all four of them together. Her, them two, and their their two fiancés are both fighters and training partners of theirs, and they hang around together and they're good friends. So it was it was a tough fight for Amanda and for uh, Raquel, um, and they they I think they handled it really well. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I I think the ending. <laughs> 
I didn't have a problem with what her corner did personally, but everyone goes back and second guesses that stuff. But I think in the moment, it's easy, I, easy I, to second guess. What's that? It's easy to second. Oh guess. yeah, once you know I'm the tight. results, yeah, it's always easy. <laughs> yeah, hindsight twenty twenty, and then I would have, like I said, I would have stopped it, but then I would have done the wrong thing, and that would have been the wrong thing to do. I would have let my emotions take over and. I think her corner did the right thing, and and from everything I saw, like I, I didn't have a cat scan going and see she had a bleed, but I mean from what I saw on the outside, her corner did the right thing. So, I mean if you're gonna dog on a corner, I mean work a corner a bunch of times first, and then be in a title fight and be in the same position, and then you know complain about it. But with that said, like I said, if she was getting like almost knocked out, and I was like. Pushing her back out, that's one thing. But I've had guys want to quit in the corner before where I've pushed them out. And I've also had guys in the corner where I've thrown in the towel where they wanted to go back out. So I know both sides of that. And and I think the corner did the right thing. Right. I agree. So, so what else we got? We got everything else. Uh, that was it, man. I mean... Great weekend. Uh, you're doing a bike race all week. What? Yeah, it's the Something. California Tour of California. It's a professional bike race. So I go out and help every year as medical coverage. Just, we could use you, John. Actually, we got a few nurses on the staff. Uh, we got two ER doctors. We got a couple orthopedic doctors. I uh, got a chiropractor. Got um, we got some of everybody on the team. So it's this huge rolling circus that follows the bike race through all of California. Started in Long Beach. Uh, today we were Ventura all through the hills and ended in Santa Barbara. It's like 100 miles. Um, and then tomorrow we're going like King City to Monterey. So that's where I'll be. So next week I'll be back. We'll do this in studio <laughs> next time. Yeah. Sorry about this. Yeah, sorry about this, guys. But anyway, check us out. Share this, please. We want this this uh, this um, this podcast to be all over. This is the this is the best podcast in the world. We we think it should be all over. We have guests. We don't have any guests today, but we're gonna have some some big time guests. We want our our upcoming guys. I'm looking at right now are Mark Goddard and Tim Kennedy, and who else we want on here soon. Hey, whoever you got. Right, we'll get someone else. We'll get someone on. But then, but then we don't even need anyone because we are like a cornucopia, a plethora of, of information and entertainment. It's nonstop. So anyway, all right, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Share this. Tell everybody about our Pitmaster and the Doc podcast, the best podcast out there. Um, make it, let's make it happen. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Get YouTube Red, and you can you can listen to it even while you log out of YouTube. It'll still be playing. And get YouTube anyway, YouTube Red anyway, at least for a trial, so you can watch all of uh, Cobra Kai, which I just did. I just got it yesterday. I'm gonna go through the whole series, and I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know if it's worth 13 bucks a month. I don't know. It doesn't really. I don't see the. Pro, uh, I don't get that many ads on on YouTube. So to me, it's worth it, like Cobra Kai, to watch that. But you get one month free. I don't know if I want to pay thirteen bucks a month 
for YouTube Red. I don't know. I don't know if it has enough shows. We're, we're going to give it you out a month. Good, though, we'll give you a month with it, and then you can give us your review. Should we do it or not? All right. <laughs> you got a month to check well, it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, I signed up for a month. So I'll see how it goes. I'm going to watch all of uh, all of um, Cobra Kai. And, oh, check it out, guys. Cobra Kai was reading my magazine, right? We know that, right? The Cobra Kai guy? Yeah, I think we showed a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, but did, you, did everybody see it? I mean, don't just, like, I mean, when this kind of stuff happens, guys, you guys got to jump on it because, I mean, it's so basically, basically, I'm on, I'm on Cobra Kai. That's, that's me. The, that's the Cobra Kai guy, Johnny. He's reading in Black Belt Magazine. That is me on the cover. I am a superstar now. I want, I want a residual. Anyway, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, subscribe uh, and share us. Tell everybody about Master on the dock. We also answer questions. You can even ask them about your rotator cuff injury if you have one, right? And let me just say something. For let's pretend it's still Mother's Day. If you don't train in martial arts and you're a man, happy Mother's Day. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> all right, John. I don't we'll know. See you when I get back. All right. All right, man. Take it easy.